Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It Is What It Is, powered by The Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Uh, wanted to fill you guys in in case you missed our last episode. Um, what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks is as we have uh, access to some of these virtual press conferences with uh, players, coaches, even the GM, we're going to be presenting those to you um, uh, in in full uh, so that you can make sure that you're up to date on uh, everything that's happening in the Panthers world during this weird 2020 training camp. Obviously, we can't have one-on-one conversations um, in person, but we're hoping that over the next few weeks we'll be able to get in touch with players and coaches via Zoom and, and start to bring you some more exclusive one-on-one interviews. Uh, but for right now, uh, we're going to give you everything that we've got because you know even in this time it feels weird right it feels like the football season isn't really starting and even though you have guys like Odell Beckham and and, uh, and you know Malcolm Jenkins saying that they're not sure that they there should be a football season the reality is is that the NFL is going to do everything that they possibly can and you'll hear Marty touch on this in a minute the NFL is going to do everything that they possibly can in order to make an NFL season happen in 2020. There are billions and billions of dollars at stake. And the reality is, is the owners care a lot about those billions of dollars and they probably care a lot less about uh, the players' health. Probably is not the right word. They care a lot less about the players' health. They've pretty much made that abundantly clear um, in the history of the NFL. But anyway, sorry, uh, not trying to rant here. But uh, today you'll be hearing from General Manager Marty Herney on kind of the challenges of building a roster during COVID-19 and not being able to evaluate his players. Uh, Can't get into padded practices until August 14th. Can't bring in players for a workout. You'll you'll hear him talk about his challenges that he's facing and whether or not he thinks that there's going to be a season in addition, he'll talk a little bit about uh, the Graham Gano release and what led to the timing of that. He'll talk about whether or not uh, he or his feelings on Teddy Bridgewater, and I know that's been a big spot of contention in uh, in Charlotte over the past couple weeks, is whether or not that was a that was a Marty Herney move or a Matt Rule move to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, I think once you hear Marty's thoughts on Teddy, you may that may shed some light on uh, on who was really pushing for Teddy Bridgewater to be the quarterback. And um, anyway, hope that you guys enjoy it. Coming up now is the general manager of Mar- general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney, and his conference call with local media. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Brown. Bye-bye. How you guys doing? Are you ready to go? We're good to go, Marty. Okay. Shoot away. Hey, Marty. Uh, Steve, hey, can you just give us an idea what, you know, what's sort of happening on the field? Who's allowed on the field? When are the veterans going to be back on the field? Do you guys just, I wonder if you can kind of give us a plan as to, you know, what's, what is your plan moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's just we've found all the league protocols. Steve, you know, the, the rookies came in and 
and did their COVID testing um, on the starting with the 18th. Then they came in and did their physicals Saturday and, and Sunday. The quarterbacks and the injured players came in, did their COVID testing started on the 23rd and went four days. And then the veterans came in, started their COVID testing on the 28th, went four days, had their physical Saturday and Sunday. And now we go through the regimen of, of walkthroughs and ramp up period and you know, the different groups are on different schedules. What we did was we cut down to 80 um, on Saturday before 4 o'clock so we can have uh, all 80 players in the building at, at once. And then the first-year players and rookies are still in a separate group where they have the walkthroughs, the, uh, the quarterbacks, and the, the injured players are going on their stage and then the veteran players right now are are in the uh, conditioning acclimation period. Marty, how you doing? Good. How you guys? How you doing? We're hanging in there. Thanks. Um, just wondered with the timing with Graham's release, was there any thought to you know let him letting him kick it all this summer, and and kind of what went into that decision? Yeah, it's just a different time, Joe. And I think that, you know, getting down to 80, we, we kind of came to the decision there and it was hard because, um, obviously ideally, you know, we, we like, we like Graham, um, a lot. We like Joey, but to get to 80 players, we had to make some hard decisions and, um, we made the decision to, to go with Joey. He, uh, came in last year, you know, under difficult circumstances and, went seven for eight in kicks uh, 40 or less. And and uh, I think, you know, three of his, he went eight for 11 over 50. He has a strong leg, puts it in the end zone and kickoffs. It was an extremely hard decision because, you know, we think the world of Graham and he's a, he's a very talented kicker, but we decided to go with Joey. Hey, Marty, um, how, does it affect your decisions as far as like bringing in um, players for maybe visits or workouts uh, with obviously the restrictions and, and just the, the chance that they may be COVID positive? Well, for one thing, you can't bring a player in for a workout right now. And, and so the only thing you can do is bring a player in for a visit and you can't bring him in the building. He's got to go to the doctor's office and you really bring him in for that physical with the intention of him going through. Then he's got to go through the COVID testing, which would be days one, two, and four. So, you know, from a logistical standpoint, certainly it's very different. I think that, um, you know, right now we just we're in a period of if, if a good player comes up and you can bring him in and get the physical and, and start the COVID, then – you know, you will do that, but it's not like it was before where you can bring a guy in and, and really have him be involved in meetings and everything the next day. So I think that's, you know, probably the biggest challenge of it is the timing part of it and, and having to, uh, you know, go through that process where you can't even bring that player into the building until five days after you start the process. Marty, hey Marty, it's Elena. I was wondering for you with the opt-outs and, you know, 
having guys to go through that process, how that kind of changes things for you and how you're kind of dealing with building the roster with those possibilities. Yeah, I don't think it really changes things. Listen, I mean, anybody who goes through the opt-out process puts a lot of thought in it and, and we respect everybody's decision. Everybody, um, you know, has their own set of, of circumstances and has to make the best decision for them and their families. That's number one. That is number one for all of us is, is the health and safety of our players, our staff, everybody in the building. Um, and you, you just have to, you know, go day to day and, and um, it, as much as you try to, to predict what the roster is going to look like and have an overall view, you know, this job has always had a big part of flexibility into it. You have to be able to adjust. And I think that um, this year is, is a big challenge in that area, but it's still that's the attitude you have to take. And, um, you know, these are different times. And we totally understand if a player wants to opt out, we totally respect that decision. We understand it. And, you know, the safety of everybody in this building and the safety of their families come first to us. Marty, David Newton, uh, speaking of the, the tough times, I mean, are you having to, like, build sort of a reserve list of what you're looking at right now? Just how are you managing those times? And how, how different is that from anything you've done before? Well, it's just you're, you're evaluating players every day, David. I mean, we're, we're in the process, you know, every night waivers come through. You evaluate those players. Um, continue to evaluate your own. And with with uh, the increased practice squad at 16, certainly taking a look at those young players, although, you know, you can have six young players, uh, 10 young players, and then six don't have any uh, restrictions on them. But, you know, with, with that, you're thinking about how important your practice squad is going to be during the season because I would think that that's uh, where you're going to go first as far as, um, bring players up if you have injuries or you have somebody that's on reserve COVID because they've been through your testing process and, and they can, um, you know, participate in, in uh, your, your meetings and, and practices like they have been doing as practice squad players. And you can make that transition much easier. So I think you're thinking in different terms as far as, not only a group of 53, but a group of 69. And that might be the biggest difference. Marty, uh, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. What are the challenges of constructing an initial 53-man roster when you have such limited practice time and you're not going to have any preseason games? Well, I think you evaluate practices every day. And, and um, you know, a lot of it sometimes is, as we always say, it, it's going to be determined by – you know, injuries, and then we, we have uh, another factor as far as, you know, if, if a player or players, a group of players on reserve COVID, but you just do it like you always do, except with the, the, the preseason games as an evaluation tool. But you use meetings, you use, uh, you use the, the practices. I mean, we've already evaluated players by virtual meetings all offseason, and I think that Matt Rowe and his staff have done a tremendous job of, of getting guys up to speed with the virtual meetings and then the way they teach out on the field. So you use everything at your disposal and we don't have the preseason games to use as an evaluation tool. 
but we have everybody, everything else, and that's how we'll make our decisions. Hey, Marty, Josh Graham, the Sports Up Triad. I'm curious, considering the amount of usage Christian had last year and the contract, how much you guys have invested in him, have you and Coach Rule had conversations about the ideal amount of usage this year and how you plan to protect that investment long term? We've had a lot of conversations about a lot of things. I think it's very hard to get into specifics, Josh, until we get everybody out on the field and evaluate everybody. We still, you know, you have to understand, I was here last year and I still, we had so much transition. There's a lot of guys I haven't seen. Well, now Matt and the staff come in, we have to give them time. We all have to have time to to see everybody on the field and see how things come together both offensively, defensively, on special teams. We'll have those conversations. We have conversations every day, and those will continue all the way through. But right now, they haven't been that in-depth just because we want to be able to see guys out on the practice field and get a feel for how everything comes together. Marty, wondered uh, two two-part question on your quarterbacks. Just your early impressions of Teddy. Uh, he was telling us he kind of organized a little mini camp here. And then, will you consider you and Matt uh, quarantining a quarterback once the game starts? Well, obviously, I haven't seen you know. And, and again, we haven't really seen Teddy uh, out on the field with the team. And and um, you know, we we've seen. Um, PJ and we've seen Wilson um, and, you know, that we like all three quarterbacks, how we, how we decide to um, handle those situations, Joe, I think you just have to, you know, get further down the road and have discussions. But I will say this just overall as a group, as an organization, we have put so much effort and energy into making um, this building and everything we do, the, the, as safe as it can be as far as um, making sure there's social distancing, making sure that we keep stressing everybody wears masks. And um, uh, from from Mr. Tepperon down, it has been stressed for the last four months or so how much we have to do um, to create an atmosphere that promotes player safety. And we have changed a lot of things as far as downstairs with 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 the way it is set up spacing with the meeting rooms using the the third floor level um that's been our emphasis right now is to make sure that we not only adhere to the protocols but really try to go beyond and make it as safe as possible and there is so much work been put in by everybody a lot of people in this organization um, and, you know, I think we feel like we have created as safe an environment as we can overall. Now, for those decisions, those, uh, you know, particular decisions about how you would treat the quarterback position, we really have to wait until we get further down the road to, to really get specific about that. All our efforts in, in energy have been put into really the big picture of keeping uh, this this environment as uh, safe as we can, adhering to all the protocols and stressing the 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 mask and social distancing. We just we stress that every day, multiple times a day. We got a Marty, few, that, we got a few more minutes with Marty, guys. A few more minutes with Marty. 
Marty, with that said, I mean, do you feel big picture wise, do you feel like the NFL can pull this off and, and have a, a full season? Steve, I can't predict. All I know is everybody the, from the NFL level to uh, the club level, we are all doing everything we can to make this as safe as environment as we can. So, and I know the league office has, has worked tirelessly. The union has worked tirelessly. I think the approach, the process has all been toward trying to get the season in. But number one, having the players and the staff, everybody's safety and, and well-being and their family's safety and health and well-being is at the forefront of every decision that's made. Hey, Marty, this is Jonathan Alexander with the Charlotte Observer. I hope you're doing well. Hey, um, Jonathan. Well. Um, good. I'm sorry if you've been asked this question in the past, but uh, I'm wondering when back in the offseason when you were deciding on, you know, who you possibly wanted to have at quarterback, what ultimately made Teddy, why was he the person, you know, you ultimately, you all ultimately chose? Well, we have evaluated, hey, there's a lot of things to like about Teddy. And I was, uh, you know, I wasn't even in the, the business when he came out, but I evaluated him and, and thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in that draft. I've always thought that uh, he's been a winner everywhere he's been. Um, has overcome a, a horrific injury. Um, I think he's got excellent feet in the pocket, um, has a very compact release, gets rid of it very quickly. Um, his leadership skills, you can talk to anybody that's been around him or are, are highly regarded by anybody that's been with him. So, uh, you know, it, 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 there were just a lot of things to like about Teddy Bridgewater. We got time for one or two more guys. Hey Marty, I was wondering for you, what do you feel like is the biggest challenge for you? I know evaluating players, there's differences, but what do you feel like is the biggest thing that you need to overcome in terms of evaluating this team and making sure this team is ready for the season? It, it's really just, Lynn, it's really just staying open-minded and, and, you know, sticking to your principles and, and um, going through the same process evaluation-wise as we would every year, except, you know, we don't have OTAs and many camps, but, and, and we don't have preseason games, but it's still knowing what you're looking for, trying to, to um, get a very good idea of the systems and what we're going to do. And then how that personnel, how each personnel group and what traits they're looking for and how each player fits into what we're trying to do and we spend a lot of time on that now with our coaching staff uh, in the off season, going into the draft, and then after the draft. Um, and and that's the key personnel wise for us is just identifying the traits that fit the best into what we're trying to do, and we just have to continue to do that. Marty, hey, uh, you've spoken a lot in the past about depth on the offensive line and on the defensive line. Do you think this year, obviously with the COVID reserve list, always a possibility, how do you feel about the group that you have on the offensive line right now? And um, do you think that that might be an area that you beef up a little bit in terms of roster-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think offense and defense line are always two of the most important groups. And it's really hard to evaluate until you get in the pads um, even when you have many camps and OTAs, 
it's hard to evaluate those two position groups. And obviously we haven't gotten there yet, but I think just in general, if there's ever a chance you have to, to acquire an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman that you think can help your team, you have to look very hard at doing that. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it.